Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week uh, is Dubai Blockchain Summit and it's all things Jitec. So we've got two very special guests. Our main guest is Matthias Mende. He's an award-winning innovator, speaker, advisor, investor, and consultant with Mimos, the company that he founded in Dubai in 2011. I'm, I'm going to list some of the amazing companies that, uh, that uh, Matthias is involved in. So just bear with me a second and then we'll discuss them. Some of the roles he's currently holding include advisor and co-founder of IceTech, a fascinating looking company whose mission is to solve humanity's global water challenge. Also, he's co-founder of Unit Global. They are re-engineering the economy by decentralization so that every human can participate. And he's co-founder of Linkbar, a URL shortening site at digitalwalletrecovery.com. So for anyone who knows things about uh, cryptocurrencies, they'll know that this is important. And Block Gemini, Gemini where he was, uh, he used to be the chief strategic officer. And we'll actually speak to the CEO. We'll connect in the CEO of Block Gemini, uh, Chris Fernandez, as well during this interview. Uh, so, welcome, Matthias. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you Thank for joining. You for having me here. Now, it's it's great, great to speak to you. So, wow, entrepreneur, speaker, investor, many accomplishments. Where should we start? Well, this is something you'll decide, but yeah. I mean, we are here based in Dubai, so I would say let's start. Let's start with the journey in Dubai. Invest, so yeah. what brought you here in the first place? Well, in the first place, I was actually not in the digital field so much. I was, I was in the digital field from like 16 years on when I started with eBay and I uh. had the e-commerce store. Now I'm 36, so it's a while ago. And uh, to Dubai brought me actually the car industry. I was in the car tuning industry and car customizing, okay. body kits, paints, and I saw the cars here yeah. in this country. My uncle here the video, okay. and then I thought, hmm, nice cars, but all the Ferraris are red. And then I thought, okay, let's go check out Dubai. Interesting. I went, and then this business started for almost the 2010. 2010. So you're here nearly a decade. Yeah, I'm here since 2007. Oh wow. Okay. And you're originally from Germany. German Polish, yeah. Okay, interesting. Which part of Germany? Uh, near Frankfurt. Okay. On this side, it's called actually Wittlich. It's a small village. Okay. I used to live in Münster, aber ah. ich habe seit 15 Jahren kein Deutsch gesprochen. Ah, but it's not good. Thank you, ambition. Um, okay, so uh, amazing. So you were here for a long time, and how? What got you into these many innovations and many companies? And what was the first one? Well, the first company here officially it's called Mimos. Yeah. So this is a company I did because I started working with social media. Mm. I saw that the social media industry will become very big and it's very important. And back in the day, people didn't took Instagram so serious. Yeah, true. But when I saw how much money some companies been charging, I thought this is complete joke and mm -hmm. this is something we can do also. Yeah. So we started improving a lot of food and beverage companies here. I used to work with some of the biggest venues, yeah. like from uh, Bulldozer Group to Remind Group, like 
yeah. so many venues. Okay, so you also did social media services, yeah. Yes, yes, I've been actually growing accounts back in the day and I was using bots for that also okay. sometimes. But intelligent bots which we customize, but now this stuff yeah. doesn't work anymore because it's against the guidelines. Okay. It was also before, but before there was no algorithms to catch us. Yeah. But now you have to change IPs too much so it would have emulated mm. like for example me mm. as uh, me as uh, Bagatelle, I would like now all the customers, the followers of the other restaurants. Mm. So they would get likes every day, non stop, to the maximum limit what Instagram allows. So ninety five percent because then we also get stopped. Mm. And these people they see the interaction and then they would come back. Yeah. And simply generate leads. Okay, so did you actually work on the technology for that as well and provide that as a SaaS product to the companies? Um, there was a provider for that. I was just improving the project. So yeah. I gave them more ideas, more filtrations because mm. some people, they would... It needs a strategy behind it. Needs, it needs because if you target by hashtags, but some random people upload funny pictures yeah. and they write like... Dubai life or Lamborghini or something mm. but then it's a complete different picture then it's a problem yeah but what we did is we would start liking some pictures if they had minimum 30 likes because bad pictures nobody likes them mm -hmm. so there was some filtering strategies interesting and this was running really good this stuff but since 2016 I left this okay and what, what happened then well I got into the blockchain space a lot yeah I I I I I, I, I made my first experiences in this field. I've been hearing about it since a while, but it completely didn't make sense at this time for me. But then when I start understanding the power and the beauty of blockchain, I got very, very interested in this space. And just the one factor that the blockchain, it's, it's, it enables the trust. Mm. So it actually, companies and all kind of relations the systems they will be trustable mm. because they will be verified by different yeah. nodes or whatever it's running in the system even it can be decentralized but can be also centralized okay an internal company system okay it can be centralized so uh, dubai has invested a lot in blockchain as we mentioned the future blockchain summit is happening at the moment uh you know, how do you explain to people what blockchain is do you talk about cryptocurrencies do you talk about ledgers or what do you say to people is it like the internet or is it something specific by do you talk about industries i would say blockchain itself to make it very simple for the layman there are too many technologies blockchain technologies but the most people they know blockchain from bitcoin because bitcoin runs on the blockchain which was created by like satoshi nakamoto in 2009 and it's a decentralized way of sending money and for those who are listening and not watching there was inverted commas around this person's name because we don't know who he is but yeah but this is this is the story of how it was created um, and that's obviously in currencies related but blockchain can impact many other industries of course absolutely okay. before we join the other guests can you just talk about some of the companies that i mentioned in the intro and and what 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 your involvement is in them and how are they doing and are they based in dubai yeah so two of those companies are based in Dubai. Yeah. Like one of them is iStack. Yeah. We registered also here in the DMCC in the GLT area. Yeah. 
And iStack basically it's uh, about bringing it's the largest water project in human history, like largest fresh water supply yeah. project. Yeah. And what's happened is that the idea is to create water by freezing it into ice blocks and then pulling it with the ship to the water stressed regions, okay. which are like in the Middle East okay. and Asia. Because in Europe there's a lot of water. Mm. And we do it in a very smart way, but this is a long project. Excellent. We also created another entity in Singapore where we will in the future probably, like not in the future, yeah, of course in the future, but probably in three to six months where we will launch the security token offering. Okay. This is something where people basically, it's more regulated because because we this way it's more legal you know it's more open and people have like the security it's a guarantee is that like an ico or is it different it's an advanced ico okay like it's like regulated ico okay. you could say basically. could that not be regulated here or in Abu Dhabi global market it's, or it can be now recently the new rules changed and everything but we choose singapore for this part yeah because you see in dubai we'll have the ips yeah and the intellectual property and all those things but the, the the financial part we will do from singapore for this company interesting yeah. but potentially that is something that you know with the right investments can actually bring water to this region that's the project that you're absolutely. working absolutely and not very good. small scale what are we talking from one ice block the smallest where we have all the simulations run on matlab mm. which is like a real-time metrics real-time metrics uh, software you know where they do the crash tests and where they measure the weather with mm. the temperature with everything like in real time we have this done mm. and the smallest iceberg the small one which we have the simulation for is 8 million metric tons mm. which means 8 billion liter of water and wow. 8 billion liter of water is good to give water to 10 million people for over one year if they drink like 1.9 liters per day wow that's good numbers <laughs> interesting so a lot of water yeah let's water. hope we can so you upgrade and change and but it would be taken from somewhere else what role does blockchain play in that the blockchain part plays actually in the in the security token offering so actually this project doesn't need blockchain so, so it's we, the fundraising element exactly the for token. the fundraising so for example let's say let's say 10 million dollar comes in yeah and now there is 30 other people will own part of that company exactly it's like holding a share but this share will pay dividends yeah. to the holders because this is a project where we need like thousands of investors mm. small investors mm. not big investors because this way everybody wins mm. okay and, and another big part is to donate a lot of those of course because to fix the problems okay interesting water is life yeah <laughs> that should be the tagline for for this company uh what's the so another company you mentioned uh that you're working on here the second one in dubai um the second one is mimos my the company mimos, then yeah. we have Linkbar, and then we have Linkbar is like a kind of clone of linktree yeah but actually Linkbar will fork into a mini menu okay. for for the future because i'm planning to make small websites for companies mm. where they and for influencers where they can put directly all the links inside but not just links also calendar events mini shops mm. and we're trying to put a kind of blockchain payment system mm. but it's still a bit challenging the 
software is live, it can be free used, but still it's it's okay. a little bit to work. I'm okay. looking for more co-founders if somebody is more interested. interested. You see, I'm doing a lot of things and yeah. to manage everything is not easy, so I'm happy always to advise. To find the right projects. partners. Great. So uh, we do want to talk about blockchain trends in a lot more detail and while you're here, but we'll just we'll cross over to Chris. Yes, uh, To speak about. Uh, okay, let's see this. Uh, okay, we're going to viewers. We're going to test now something. So we're going to speak to uh, Christopher Hernandez. Uh, can you just tee it up and say what Block Gemini Gemini is while we move of to Chris? Course. Block Gemini is like an award-winning uh, software house in Dubai based, but also has their location in Luxembourg and in India and has lots of developers and yeah. Chris is the genius behind amazing, the company. Amazing, the CEO, okay. And he actually builds those amazing systems and plans them and takes, sometimes this guy works really two, two hours, two days non-stop. Okay, amazing. Like, he <laughs> just keeps going and yeah. to watch him and see that it's very interesting. Okay, okay great. Uh, and they've been in the re news recently, which is why we'll talk to Chris. Exactly. Okay, great. Okay. Huge accomplishments. Huge accomplishments. Good, good afternoon, Chris. Can you hear us okay? Hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Headphones, guys. Okay, Steven. Hello, Chris. Yep. Can you guys hear me okay? Just waiting to connect. I can't hear him. Hello. Yeah. Can you guys hear me now? Uh, okay. Wrong. So, okay. hi, Chris. Sorry about that. How's it going? Very no good. No worries. Uh, thanks for joining the, the interview. Yep. Great. Uh, so where are you based at the moment? Uh, Dubai. Dubai Studio City specifically is where I sit uh, as we speak. Okay. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, so we're here with Matthias and we're talking all things blockchain. Uh, and recently, Blockgemini has uh, a partnership with Vodafone. Can you explain a little bit about that and give us some more context? Yeah, sure. This uh, project is one we've been working on for almost two years now. It's uh, evolved from a proof of concept to an MVP uh, and is soon to be launched as a pilot across several local markets and suppliers uh, for Vodafone. Okay. And what does it actually do for the suppliers? So the, the problem put forward was that the process of managing procurement contracts was uh, resource intensive and had a high potential for human error. So uh, Vodafone deals with uh, over half a million items offered by thousands of suppliers across multiple local markets. It's, you know, this translates to about 50,000 contracts that need to be managed annually. Uh, and with their current resources, they could only manage about a thousand of those. Um, so, you know, what uh, this resulted in was low visibility, visibility on their contracts. Um, and this led to, you know, things like partner disputes, uh, tedious and costly sessions for cross verifying transactions, uh, millions in uh, value leakage annually. Um, so they need a solution that could help them scale their current operations, basically. Okay, amazing. In the blockchain space, because of its nature, and uh, there's often associated with solutions to manage contracts and the security around that. Is that the area that Blockgemini specializes in? Yeah, I mean, uh, since we were dealing with sensitive information, uh, the solution had to ensure that the data could not be manipulated by any one party. Um, blockchain was like the obvious choice. 
um, since a traditional database approach would not achieve this level of trust uh, that would you know be required to successfully implement uh, the solution. Okay. Um, and we were able with blockchain to basically establish network governance rules and, and play around with cool things like smart contracts. And, you know, um, it was, uh, it was definitely an, it's one of the most innovative projects I've ever come across in the blockchain space. Do you, do you work on proprietary technology that you custom towards projects or, uh, do you come up with the technology for the project? The solution is specific. So both kind of, so we have our own uh, internal products, our blockchain platform as a service. We have also a commercial contract management tool that we built in house. Um, and then we also get into bespoke custom solution designs for major enterprises and sort of uh, tailor make their uh, end to end uh, solution or product of their own. A lot of the enterprises we're working with are, are now tech players or have been tech players and they're also looking to come out uh, with their own products. So we assist them through that journey as well. Interesting. And was was Blockgemini founded in Dubai or is this an office that that's set up here? Yeah, interestingly enough, um, Blockgemini was founded in this uh, Dubai Studio City Park. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for like sort of the Dubai government's blockchain initiatives or a lot of the smart Dubai, um, you know, related uh, workshops that went on and, and POCs and MVPs that took place in the UAE. Um, you know, we wouldn't have been enabled uh, the way Dubai did. And then also, you know, it's hard building a team. I'm from Canada. Okay. So, you know, building a team uh, from all over the world and just sort of getting them all in the same room. Dubai as a business hub enabled a seamless visa entry for technology experts for us to, you know, basically uh, work on these projects and win these deals overseas. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing how from out here in Dubai, we're able to, to, to get in there and, and beat the top dogs to take these big projects down. That's a great perspective. Uh, we've seen in the news lately that some other uh, companies like Ripple are looking at Dubai as a headquarters is that is that why you think it is because it's related to a government strategy and investment in blockchain? I think I think the the easiest one is just you know if you're if you're pulling top blockchain talent which is scattered everywhere across the world. So if you're bringing somebody from Kazakhstan, you're bringing somebody from Ukraine or or Bulgaria or you know UK, so many different places. Dubai's a you know Dubai system is built in such a way where you can just get all these experts in the same room during COVID. Mm. Um, and, and still innovate, you know, you're, you're trying to be Einstein, uh, here playing around with this technology, um, you know, by enables the team. That's how, that's sort of how we've, we've grown out of here into, to hubs now, but, um, you know, Dubai enabled that, uh, initially during the 2017 early days where we were able to assemble our team here for sure. And is that, is that the view of Dubai globally in terms of blockchain, that it's a kind of a, a city that's embraced it and should we expect more and more companies to be based out of here? Yeah, I think that shift has already started. You could look at the recent uh, regulation from the uh, central bank, um, the Securities and Commodity Authority. You could look that and see that this has now become a framework um, for this sort of innovation to, to be uh, sandboxed or, or productized. Um, so, you know, Dubai is definitely uh, steps ahead of, uh, I hate to say it, uh, where I'm from. Uh, in Toronto, Canada, but uh, yeah, it's a, it is a smart city. Um, there is a, a great infrastructure here. Uh, you know, I, I go downstairs in my building, I open up speed test, and I've got 5G getting 900 megabits a second on my mobile. I'm wow. I'm very comfortable here. It is a it is a state of the art economy for me.
That's amazing. Um, the talent, is that remote talent or uh, is some based here, some based remotely? Do you have the developers based in Dubai? And and secondly, you know, just to give us a bit more information, uh, you, you kind of alluded to that blockchain developers are in high demand. How difficult is it? Is it like, uh, yeah, how difficult is it to be a blockchain developer? And do you have to focus on that or are you working on other areas of expertise as well? So one, we, we just due to the nature of our projects, we've got a huge list of uh, blockchain experts that always want to work with our organization. So there's always that, uh, you know, I mean, the, the enterprise grade projects and, you know, it, there's very few of, of the sort of deployments that I was showing you here. Um, but, you know, I, I, so, so from a talent perspective, we've, we've invested heavily in our uh, recruitment and training programs where we, you know, we take in full stack engineers, we, we put them through courses internally, we give, they, we pay for their courses, etc. So, um, you know, these sorts of uh, molding and thought process is sort of just baked in the company. Mm. Um, and it's, it's literally we're, we're, we're pumping out a breed of uh, development or use case knowledge that you can't really, you can't really find it in school, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, these are things that are evolving as we speak. And we're part of that evolution, to be honest. And uh, we're just learning as we go, but uh, yeah, I mean, we had we had some ridiculous uh, one to two percent savings on on procurement spend. Um, you know, we've we've turned we had ninety percent increase in some of the back office efficiencies. Mm. Um, you know, with some of the work that we've done, we've had uh, uh, you know just just a lot of lot of like clear wins where this technology works for us, and we just want to continuously focus on this particular science. Uh, um, so you remember, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, before we go back to Matthias, just a little bit more about the roadmap for Blockgemini. Uh, how can people follow? Is it is it something that people can invest in? And what are the other sort of things that you're working on? Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the supply chain space, the pharma space. Um, we've got some projects where we're working with computers as small as a grain of salt. Mm. Um, we've got some projects where they're IoT based blockchain projects. Um, we've got some digital identity stuff that we're doing. We're building protocols um, and working with governments. Um, there's some public uh, contracts that we are about to bid on. So yeah, we're, we're, we're out there, um, you know, we're looking for RFPs and, and bidding on the ones we like and and hopefully taking it down, taking down a few of them before Q4 ends. So that's uh, we're in the grind mode right now. Let's put it that way. Great. And all in all, the the pandemic has been uh, something that you've been able to adapt to and kind of look to the future. Uh, so your business is relatively healthy during this year. So we were already on a, a pretty high growth uh, trajectory path. Um, you know, this company is like 1,200 days old. So we've already, so it's hard to say like, yeah, though we've grown during the pandemic, it's hard to like sort of tie it to the pandemic um, because that was already happening year on year, um, you know, <laughs> very great growth numbers in this industry at the moment. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, that was like the only thing that, uh, yeah, we, we don't know. We don't know, but uh, yeah, we are, we are on, uh, you know, we're on a strict growth trajectory upwards right now. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining us during the, the Blockchain Summit week and uh, congratulations on the partnership with Vodafone. Uh, it would be great to speak to you again as the Blockgemini story continues and it's great to see success in this space out of Dubai. Thank you very much for having me. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet Have you Have a good too. day, Matthias. Thank you. Yeah.
Bye-bye. Okay. So that was Chris uh, Hernandez, the uh, found the CEO of Blockgemini. Uh, that was interesting. You probably didn't hear all of that, but you know, you're familiar with the company very well. Some, yeah, of course. Yeah, so very it's interesting stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of it gave us an insight into you know it's a whole other ecosystem. There's RFPs. You're pitching for projects. There's government investments. There's yeah. blue chip companies investments. There's there's entrepreneurs. Like it's it's basically a burgeoning ecosystem. Yes, that's full enterprise level. Yeah, blockchain operates. Operates, yeah, amazing. So this is like the real, absolutely finalized professional way yeah. of implementing blockchain. Yeah. Because all these projects which you see on the market, a lot of those DeFi things. Yeah. And all those new things, you know, they are not made in offices. Yeah. They are ideas. They are in the market. They are coins and tokens which oh, they're cost already launched. hundreds of millions of dollars, which move. In weekly basis, mm. but these things are built in living rooms or mm. in like some people in different places in the world. They just work yeah. on their computers and like the dark web. <laughs> Not like this directly, but okay. but but the thing. But they are real projects. There are a lot of funny yeah. projects, but this is decentralized finance. You know? So so what what Chris was talking about is actual. You know, we, they speak a lot in this space of having use cases, things that are practical and uh the, the savings of procurement a lot of people will understand a lot of yes. people will understand the telco industry um what's the what's the kind of difference to get there from a kind of a white paper to an ico to uh to actual use cases and and do you have to win contracts or do you have to kind of have consumer adoption of your idea well there is no like in the enterprise space there is no ICOs, it's just tenders, sometimes government tenders, okay. company tenders. So some companies, multiple companies participate and then Okay, so whoever, they're, they're specialized in the enterprise yes, space. Yes, okay. fully enterprise. Because okay. at the end of the day, in the long term, blockchain will be fully applied all over the world. It's just a question of time. Mm. We are lucky to be in Dubai where the government is very, like they have a great vision, you know, Sheikh Mohammed and Sheikh Hamdan as highnesses they announced the blockchain strategy already a few years back and mm. they also announced how much savings and time savings and papers savings in working out how much more efficient things will will be become and they working in different fields on a vision to make it reality so this yeah. is a huge space and i'm very sure a lot of governments will follow but Dubai and UAE is not like the first government who did this. Mm. Like in Estonia, they were actually the first ones, like many years back. Yeah. They had in universities building those projects. Yeah. And also some people of those universities, we also like work and operate yeah. with them. It's interesting. I was actually in Estonia uh, two months ago and it's the largest startups per capita in the world. It's an amazing mm. little country. Uh, fascinating. Well, one of the questions that kind of popped up while I was listening to Chris and, and you earlier, Matthias, is robots and replacing jobs. And, you know, when we talk about procurement, we think of people. Uh, you know, is that a factor? Is that something that that blockchain can disrupt uh, employment or enable more? Well, let's say like this, it might disrupt many jobs where humans being needed, were needed, but it also creates some new jobs. Okay. For example, I mean, you can take any field where robotics will come in, like 
drone deliveries. Mm. So it's not really a blockchain factor needed, but if those drones, they will run on a blockchain, then yeah. it's more verified that everything runs correctly, that yeah. they arrive correctly, because there's always a proof that the drone arrived or it flew away. There's a proof of history, mm. the consensus or the transaction. So every flight could be a token. So, okay. so the accounting doesn't need to be done by humans anymore, Okay. for example. Yeah. But also the delivery will be less. So there's no car maybe needs to go out or less cars, which also saves CO2. You know, okay. so there is also always advantages. Yeah. But for sure in the, the industry of... Uh, Token-powered drones and for delivery. <laughs> okay. The, and there's also in the um, industrial, like in the industries where where parts get created. I mean, the industrial revolution already happened. Mm. But now I think it's another finance revolution ha yeah. okay. happening. Okay. Which we are witnessing. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about cryptocurrencies as well. Uh but just kind of finishing on sure, blockchain sure. part of it, of course. when when we see diagrams of blockchain, it reminds me a lot of diagrams of the internet, of how things are connected. And in the end, we don't really understand what powers uh, our phones and things like that. We just kind of get on with using it. It's not an analogy of, you know, the things that people are going to see are the things that are built on top of blockchain, whether it's devices like you mentioned or whether it's cryptocurrencies. Would that be fair? You mean devices built on blockchain? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, isn't so? For example, on top of the World Wide Web, right. there were there was Web two point zero. There was social networks. Then there's other things that were on top of that. And then there's an okay. app ecosystem. Okay. Is it, it, so people almost forget about those kind of dial up, th those diagrams of how things are interconnected. It, other than the developers, of course, mm -hmm. <laughs> but is that is that from a consumer point of view, are we going to be more familiar with using things without really understanding how they are, how are they centralized, decentralized, how, how the ledgers are, are working? Okay, so this is always based and depends on which blockchain it's used for this application. So the web, it's just runs on the web with like servers and stuff. So in the internet, you know, there's a lot of information shared and false information. True. So now imagine if some turbo blockchains come in, which yeah. are also there now. For example, you have, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, they are the very famous one. But how long is a transaction time in Bitcoin? It can take 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, 10 hours if you to, to send money. This is not feasible, you know. Mm. Ethereum, same thing. It's not feasible. So it takes even five minutes, two minutes, and the fees are very high. Mm. You cannot have $2 fee or $10 fee for a transaction. But now with some turbo blockchains, with the newest generation, which is just out, let's say, since three to six months, mm. like let's say we have Solana and Polkadot, and Solana is built by a Qualcomm scientist who's mm. a genius. He has people from CERN, from Intel, like top minds and they just fixed one problem the scalability and the, the speed speed yeah. and the cost so now for example it's like this imagine ethereum sorry bitcoin is like a snail mm. bitcoin is like a four door like a car like a audi s5 okay ethereum yeah okay. and now let's take solana it's not a car not an animal it's straight teleportation instant okay you press 
What and about Ethereum 2.0? Is yeah, that... Ethereum 2.0, I believe it will be also very fast. Yeah. But it depends who will actually use it and how quick it will be usable. Mm. Because Ethereum Foundation, there's lots of chaos, you know? Yeah. Like, so what you're telling us now, obviously, you know, Bitcoin has gone through a, a recent sort of surge again in, in value. Uh, is, is that, you know, does that mean that it's going to be too slow eventually? No. Because it can be valued as something else. Like Bitcoin, commodity. it's a decentralized currency. So it's just a store of value. Mm. I think Bitcoin is not an everyday technology for companies to use. It's like a commodity. It's, it's like, like a commodity, okay. like putting, like holding money just instead of buying gold or some other valuable investments, mm. you can put the money in Bitcoin and hold it. And what about Bitcoin Cash? Bitcoin Cash is a fork of Bitcoin. So Roger Ver is the inventor of Bitcoin Cash. And he basically fixed some of the speed issues mm. by forking the protocol because Bitcoin is open source software. Mm. So you can basically take the code and copy it. Mm. So people who are who are investing in Bitcoin aren't doing it as a use case, as a digital currency. So they're doing it to store value, usually. and then usually interesting. And then the, the the ones that are that people might use as use cases for uh, for tokens are, might be different types of altcoins. Of course, exactly. Okay. There are many stores of value, but some they are faster, some less. For example, you have also USD Tether which is a stable coin packed to the US dollar. Mm. So for example, what I do a little trick when Bitcoin or anything goes down and I see that it goes down two, three percent, I instantly change everything to USD Tether. Mm. Many people, they will not like it because it's not so Bitcoin pro, mm. but when it goes down by 10%, I can buy again 10% less. Mm. So I actually make more money. Mm. Yeah. So when you're trading? When I trade, yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And but that's not what everybody does. And what I've meant also before with this fast blockchain is that in the future, because you asked me the question, yeah. how people will feel about these applications. In the future, blockchain, normal layman people like everybody, they will not even know that there's a blockchain mm. involved because it's a, it will be a standard feature. Yeah. You know, it's not also people who drive a car, they don't need to know if it's like a six cylinder, eight cylinder. The car drives. Yeah. It takes the same oil, the same petrol, because the car is the end product, mm. not the engine, mm. unless it's some supercar or something special. So in the future, all those applications like also Facebook, I believe, and others, they will have these blockchains on top, mm. and they will verify information much more and validate them if they okay. are more real or more false, okay. which I believe it will be very good in a lot of cases and yeah. it will give also more control to the application and more protection for the users because many rules will be applied which cannot be easy override that's interesting so it could solve some of their fake news uh, problems and they actually outsource that to humans at the moment yes. to kind of uh, yes or no and to verify information Perfect. so why, why are they investing more in that type of rather than in facebook's muted libra digital currency what why choose a currency rather than using blockchain to verify their problem, basically? Well, okay, this is a very big subject which you just started, but to fin like to, to explain it first of all, I mean the fake news are a huge problem. Yeah. 
there's a massive problem because so many people they are so brainwashed from social media that they just believe what they see and they can't verify mm. and a lot of people just share because also they don't have the chance to verify because maybe the original news is in english mm. or in some source online which nobody can verify right yeah and it might also be only part of the story which is which is false without the full context exactly yeah exactly and that's a huge problem and mm. i know when they do it with humans humans they are not like AIs, like they can verify it much better if they do a good job, mm. if they take the sources. So for critical news, it's a human process now. Maybe yeah. in the blockchains, once it's integrated, these humans could be all kinds of users, normal users, and they could do the validations and build up a ranking based on points of how many things they validate and how accurate the information are confirmed by the other people in the network that okay. they confirm Okay, Richard, your information was good. I give you plus one. Okay, so it, like like the like, blockchain works, this kind yes. of yeah, it needs it needs network approval, and no one can have the overriding say. No individual controls no. it. Okay. No individual. It's all based on community. Yeah. Like in Wikipedia, if somebody wants to edit or edit yeah. something, maybe after two days, three days, somebody else will change it or take it off if yeah. there's false information. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So that's a good analysis for people. So go, going back to the and kind of... Sorry, yeah. sorry, one thing more. We talked about Libra. So Libra, why it's needed or what's the special on it? It's actually the payments. I mean, WhatsApp, they've been sleeping for years. You see WeChat, right? In yeah, China, WeChat, yeah. you must have WeChat. Not just maybe to communicate with people, but mainly to send money. You know, yeah. WeChat is built by um what was the name of the company the uh, chinese. is it tencent or tencent it? yes tencent so it's like semi-government or government so they control it right yeah. so even wechat it stores everything inside like yeah. personal information it's a super app. picture yeah. biometric features it's a super app without wechat you can't pay in some places in china you are mm. lost mm. when i was in china in 2018 i was like really surprised mm. And the payment is a standard thing and WhatsApp mm. is missing out this whole method because yeah. I can send you a message, I can send you pictures, I can send you videos, I can yeah. send you contacts, but I can send you money. Why? Yeah. You know, yeah. back in the day... They, the, they've just done something with Indian government allowing payments for WhatsApp as a test. Yeah, as a so, test. But, but interesting, and Libra would be another part of that. Yes. Interesting. It will be very interesting. Now it's permitted and it's also good for the world, actually, I believe. Okay. But, you know, it's also very strong WhatsApp. It has like yeah. how much? 2 billion users? 1.5 yeah. billion users? So it's huge, you know? Yeah, amazing. Okay, so you think Facebook are kind of well positioned for that, for the emergence of sort of payments and crypto? Yes, but okay. for sure I believe and I hardly suggest, I think that everybody who wants to use this payment service should be somehow KYC'd or verified yeah. by the system. Yeah. Even people who post news, even if it's true, they should directly be flagged to do some KYC. Yeah. Because I think with this solution, more people, like, it will not come as much bad information. Yeah. And there are a lot of KYC providers yeah. and it can, it's amazing, the KYCs, the modern KYCs, yeah. how they work. Yeah. You open the app, the video comes, you ask some questions, some details and yeah. you are you are verified. Yeah. It's facial recognition as well and voice and things like that. Right. Yeah, amazing. So many innovations. And of course, we've seen 
you know, the global pandemic been very difficult year for everyone, mm. but there has been the digital acceleration as well. Um, Matthias, can I ask rather selfishly about media sure. and, you know, some of the some of the things that people say around the token economy, you know, there's a there's a Black Mirror episode about uh, ads and things like that in terms of, uh, you know, you, you build up tokens by consuming information and you can use that. So you're t- it's attention. And we see uh, companies like Basic Attention Token that have their own browser. There's Dogecoin. There's different types of uh, token-based uh, companies around content. Mm-hmm. Are, are they in the leading edge across the, the kind of crypto space? Or, you know, we hear about fin- finance. We hear about digital coins, uh, currencies. We hear about contracts a lot. But where, where does the kind of evolution, is kind of content and media going to be first or last, or what do you think? I think content and media is probably not going the first, but shortly also not the last. Okay. And, uh, for example, this concept with the media and the ads, like you said, in the basic attention token, and mm. they are, I think, Brave is the Brave, browser. The browser, right? yeah. So sure. that's an interesting concept for those who don't un- don't know about it. So imagine now you use your Google Chrome and the AdWords are coming, mm. but you see them, you probably just see them and remember them and eventually after some time you buy it, whatever settings you have and whatever information they keep repeated putting on you. But in the Brave browser, what's happening is that, for example, the, the ads come and some of the ad revenue is shared to you because you see it. Mm. So regardless if you buy or not buy, you get some tokens paid out, mm. which is a nice concept. But yeah. you see those companies, they need to be known by more people. Okay. They need to be more large scaled, you know, yeah. they need huge marketing PR. And these companies also sometimes don't always have the best blockchains. Not always. I don't know exactly what uh, Brave is now using. I think they use bad network but i'm not sure i need to verify this but yeah. the concept itself is actually good and i think it's nice mm. when people surf the web and they can generate some money on the site from the ads it's fair and yeah. because it's based on blockchain it's also a fair share yeah okay it's... i'm not sure how much the share is but i think like 30 70 or something okay but or even if it's 10 person but it's at least people get some Thing, which is okay good. that's interesting so th- th- i think this is episode 90 or 91 of dubai works and it's the first time we've talked spoken at length about blockchain and the crypto space how do people get learn more about it, it you know how do they kind of without going all in without switching career like you have per se or without becoming a developer right without becoming an investor what's the best way to kind of know a bit more it's easy. So since we are in this beautiful country, UAE, and in Dubai, yeah, there's a very be- beautiful advantage for all the people and citizens here. There's the Dubai Blockchain Center, yeah, which actually is a part of the Dubai Future Foundation, which is next to, like, in the Emirates Towers. And from time to time, even online now in the pandemic, they host training sessions and they host like educational sessions. Okay. There's this 3D building. Yeah. And uh, they host sessions and people can learn about the newest things and they will explain it because the Dubai Blockchain Center is like a semi-governmental information. Yeah. And the CEO of it, 
He's Dr. Marwan Al-Zaruni, and this man is a very important man because he is one of the reasons why actually in UAE and in Dubai blockchain became probably more trusted from the beginning when there were too many negative news because yeah. what's happening is all the important people from the world who come in the country also he meets them we meet them and these people also they give sessions and mm. educate also the government you know yeah like for example the estonian government they are also here like every few months really so there is so many talks happening and it's so interesting it's like a new world so if wow. people want to really get educated yeah they should go on the dubai blockchain center website okay it's good tip and the and we will we'll put the URL in the show notes. Yes. Uh, for the blockchain summit at the moment, uh, it's been going a few years, and it started today, sixth to ninth, I think, of of September, uh, December. So, excuse me. So, uh, how do people? Do you recommend people going? Uh, do Do you think that people can learn from these conferences? Absolutely, absolutely. And there are a lot of booths, and there are also different stages with different speakers, and okay. it's done to obviously people in the industry to connect but also for others to get more educated to see some real projects out there because also not everybody can participate as mm. a as a company in the dubai future blockchain summit because they also are a little bit strict you know mm. so they have to verify people they yeah. verify a lot That's of good. projects so it's so, great. It sounds like there's a lot more. Of, of course, we know there's investments, uh, but investments is needed for industries to start. But it sounds like things are really settling down now in this industry. Kind of, we're kind of ten years into it, and it seems like interesting time. Would you say it's an interesting decade ahead? Absolutely. <laughs> I think we're living in the most interesting and greatest time ever. Amazing. Amazing. And I absolutely Good recommend positive attitude. Yeah. Everyone. I mean. The world is like let's say on fire or whatever but at the end of the day i think everybody who is curious and cares about his life and about change he has the chance to do some research mm. and this information on the internet just find them and they can learn about the future and eventually get in okay i didn't study anything yeah you know and i got in in 2016 because it's was very interesting to me the blockchains yeah. but there are so many spaces and okay. in the digital world i believe that it will just give and improve the life of millions of people they can benefit very if they keep learning very good 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 mentality good mindset there was an announcement about a digital currency between ksa and uae recently how does that work is that sort of something that the banks will get involved in and how does this what's the next phase of sort of these sort of uh, announcements well the news are absolutely great what's the finalized uh, situation okay. between the UAE and the KSA government I didn't follow too much to say enough about it but I believe if those kind of digital currencies come out it mm. will make payments and things much faster mm. do you think it, it you know in so I know I'm asking you to speculate, but do you think there'll be a case, especially for this region as an emerging market, where we, we also saw a recent announcement that the Lebanese government are doing something in the digital currency space. Is that something that uh, the ones that are pegged to the dollar will eventually not be from a government central bank? Well, that's also a very critical and hard question to answer, to be very frank. 
fair enough. But but I mean things which are packed to the dollar. I personally, as me, I believe it's a little bit risky because mm. also in my opinion, I hope I can say that I don't think the dollar is the most stable currency. Even it is because it's everywhere standardized, but. Mm. But I feel this currency is due to get inflated sometime. I'm not sure yeah. how long they can artificially keep it up, you know. Yeah. So if they especially do, with all the recent sort of yeah, they just printed 25 percent of the whole supply of dollar since the dollar exists. Mm. I think from more than 120 years ago or something. Okay. They just printed it in the pandemic. So mm. this is not logical. It's mm. like mm. no wait, you know. Mm. So the coins are actually the cryptocurrencies. They are much more honest. Mm. like the stable coins because they have to be regulated by the government that they mm. actually keep this money in the bank or this value like gold or whatever it is so i believe that i i hope that if this currency comes out here for the region that i i hope it's going to be not packed to the dollar Great. additionally yeah. i hope but i'm not sure yeah. exactly how it's going to be maybe there will be multiple ones yeah so lots of lots of things to happen, of course, of uh, and um, I'm going to leave it there. It's really interesting. Uh, thank you so much for your time, and let's let's chat again in the future. Yeah, for sure. It was my big pleasure. Perfect, and thanks for having Chris on as well. Of course, I'm very <laughs> happy about that. And Great. Thank you, Richard. For thanks, Matthias. Thanks very much. That's it for another episode of Dubai Works. Thank you so much for listening, and please leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening. Too. It really helps with organic searches. Also, if you'd like to appear on Dubai Works or know someone who has an inspiring business story in Dubai, please do get in touch on any of the smashy social platforms.